0: This is News Talk 980 CKNW. Cooper, last weekend we were joined by Bill Curry, who is the parliamentary reporter for the Globe and Mail. Uh, we did a bit of a federal budget preview. So we asked Bill on the radio in front of plenty of witnesses if he wouldn't mind coming back this weekend for a bit of a budget post-mortem. And basically Bill said, well, sure, why not? And Bill is with us on the line from Ottawa now with a look at the 2017 liberal budget. Good morning, Bill. Hi, Sterling. So what uh, we talked about, and a lot of people were talking about last weekend in advance of the budget, about all sorts of uh, potential things to get really worked up about, including capital gains, tax increases, and so on. And well, it, it turns out after the end of the budget, and we had a chance to digest most of it, there wasn't a lot really there, and certainly not a lot to be really worried about, aside from debt, of course. What did you make of it?
1: Uh, yeah, people weren't, <laughs> it wasn't the most exciting budget uh you know, I, I didn't think that that capital gains thing was going to happen. It was a little bit of a wild speculation on Bay Street. Uh, Bill Morneau had an interview with him after the budget, and he really shot that down, saying that too, even though they're still going to keep reviewing uh, the tax situation, that's not uh, part of this review that the, they mentioned in the budget. So uh, I think from a tax perspective, really the focus for the next few months is anybody who... Has kind of a, a corporate structure that is really just a uh, something for uh, tax purposes rather than an active business. Right. And that's now in the in the government sites. They're going to be looking close more closely at that. That's got some small business owners concerned that maybe they're going to be wrapped up in that if uh, if you're using your business structure as a way to kind of split income with your spouse, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, From the tax perspective, that's the main focus, but in terms of a broader focus on changing the rates on capital gains or dividends. That's not in the budget, and that's not happening this year.
0: One of the things that people are saying uh, in the wake of it all, and in in sort of uh, being underwhelmed by the whole budget itself, was the government really is playing it very carefully and very cautiously in terms of grandiose plans, because of course, we don't know what the U.S. is going to do yet. Trump has submitted uh, some sort of budget preliminaries, and there are more coming, but the, the the Liberals really couldn't put themselves on the line too heavily because, well, the, the playing field may be changed by the neighbors uh, at any given moment. Did you did you get that sense too that we're not going to do much because we're not sure what the what the other guys are going to do?
1: Yeah, well, there's two ways of looking at it. In a sense, the grandiose plans came in the 2016 budget, which was you know a 10 year plan to spend a lot more on infrastructure and uh, uh, family benefits, that kind of thing. And so once you've made a big 10-year plan, there's not really much new to announce for the next nine budgets to follow. You're, you're essentially just confirming what you've already laid out. And, and since you've said you're not going to raise the debt uh, as relation to the sh- share of the G- GDP, you're kind of up against the wall. You have no more room for new spending. So every budget now is just going to be a tweak or a revision of those initial plans, um, you know they probably could have done more on spending our taxes but i think they're like you said they're waiting to see what comes from the united states uh so you know you know if there's action in the us maybe there could be tweaks in the fall from this government but at the same time you know the the budget came out wednesday by friday we saw in congress that uh, the republicans even though they control the house the senate and the presidency they weren't able to deliver on the uh, repealing Obamacare. Correct, And so that raises a whole lot of questions for their next item on the agenda, which is tax reform. That's what's got Canada concerned. But, um, you know, I think there's a lot of doubt now as to whether Trump can really deliver on some of the promises. And maybe that tax reform plan now has to be a bit more... Muted, not as ambitious as what the Republicans might have had in mind originally, and that's obviously got implications for Canada and how they might have to adjust.
0: One of the things that you and I did agree upon last weekend, Bill, again in advance of the budget, was that the government was not going to be able to keep its deficit uh, and debt predictions to where they had originally intended them to be. In fact, there, as it turns out, after the budget numbers are out, they're at least three times what they had originally called for by way of uh, debt increases.
1: Yeah. So I think that's the the big I think if there's a point of controversy from this budget, it's that there was no for those people who are concerned about these deficits, there was no language to appease those concerns. Right. There there's not even a target now for returning to balance. There's no date whatsoever. Um you know, and you'll find economists essentially they're they're following through on a plan that or a suggestion that was made by David Dodge, the former Bank of Canada governor, who has said essentially that you know, as long as deficits are relatively small and you're not growing the debt as the size of the economy, deficits are not a big deal. And so that's that's the thinking. But there's a lot of economists who say, you know, hold on, these can be a big deal. Uh Craig Wright, the chief economist of the RBC, said, you know, um, you know, arguably we're closer to the next recession than we are to the last one, and and uh, you know, we might not be prepared for that if if you know if our finances aren't in great shape. It means we can't respond like we did the last time when there was a big recession because we're already up against it.
0: Well, that's true. That's very true. We're talking with Bill Curry, who is the parliamentary reporter for the Globe and Mail, uh, live from Ottawa. And Bill, one of the a couple of little things. Of course, they increased the the taxes on booze and smokes. That's pretty much a given. They that's that that's the go to file. But you know, there are a couple of sort of nitpicky little things that have really got a lot of Vancouver people bent out of shape here in the land of green, green, green. And it couldn't be any greener if you dreamt about it uh they're 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 rescinding the uh the uh subsidy or the tax credit for people who use public transit which seems to fly in the face of even the prime minister who's supposed to be some kind of greenie and wants us to uh get out of those uh, fossil fuel burning vehicles and onto buses and streetcars and sky trains in our case uh what was that about
1: (laughs) yeah i've certainly heard uh some people upset about that as well so uh, you know, in a budget that had, a few, had few concrete measures, that was one, and that got people's backs up a bit. And I think partly why it was controversial is is that was part of this review of all these tax credits. And the point of it was to uh, eliminate ones that were ineffective or that primarily benefited high-income people. And so they eliminated that one, arguing that it was ineffective. But you can't really argue that that primarily benefited high-income people because lots of people could use it so and then they didn't really do that much on tax credits that were really for high income people. So uh I think that's part of the issue. Um, but as for the credit specifically, I mean you only get a tax credit if you uh you know make enough money to qualify for tax. So a lot of the low income people never got that tax credit in the first place. The argument is the government's already spending billions on public transit and it's much better to put that money towards uh public transit uses. But uh, you know, it was $200 million every year, uh, going out to these tax credits. So for individuals, I think it, you know, roughly worked out to getting like a 10 for 12 deal if you were buying monthly passes. Right. Get a, uh, so you know, that's, that's something people will notice in their pockets and, and not in a good way.
0: Yeah. Another thing, and I'd be curious about the kind of feedback you you said, you you talked about feedback uh, in the wake of the uh, rescinding of the uh, the the credit for uh, public transit. Uh, Another controversial aspect to the budget bill is the extending of maternity leave. Now, the amount uh, to be paid to the individual will remain the same, but instead of being paid out over 12 months, it's going to be stretched out to 18. What kind of feedback are you hearing about that?
1: Yeah, well that was in the Liberal Party platform and it's it's one of those things that sounds good at first but then you realize it's not actually more money. And so some of the, the criticism around that is you it's really you know, it's for couples where you've got the luxury based on your income to be able to afford that, right? Not everybody can afford to take less for longer. Right. So um you know, it's, it's kind of shuffling around. It's, it's, it's not really, there is no more money. It just means you can, you can stretch out that money for a little bit longer. Um, you know, I, it all depends on your personal, personal circumstances. I think if you've got a, a spouse who's making a bit more income than that, you might be helpful, but, uh, I don't think it was, uh, a huge deal for a lot of
0: people. Would it apply? This came up over dinner last night. Would it apply to just uh, one spouse, or could that eighteen-month period be split by the two nine and nine, or some other combination of the same?
1: Yeah, I, I think it can be split, but uh, don't hold me to it. I think they described it as paternal uh, benefits, so you can split that. But, yeah. Uh, I'm not an expert on
0: those rules. One of the things that they referred to umpteen gazillion times during the budget speech was uh, two words, the three words, middle class and innovation. They couldn't say those enough. And, and of course, it's all about taxing the 1% to uh, relieve the middle class. Problem with that math, Bill, is the 1% in Canada isn't enough to really make an overall difference.
1: Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what actually they they get. I mean, it's it's still a little early since they brought in that uh, tax on the one percent, the income tax rates, and yeah. and there have been a lot of studies about uh, you know whether you actually get much income from that as much as you had hoped, and uh, or or are those the one percenters? Are they just going to uh, get creative with their accountants to find ways to shift money? Uh, I mean, we already did learn uh, you know in the election. Platform. They promised it would all be simple. Like one would pay for the other. You'll raise taxes on the one percent, and that'll pay for the middle income tax. And within a few months of taking power, they acknowledged actually that those numbers don't add up. There is going to be a permanent hole uh, on that plan. So already there's there's an issue there. Um, and I think innovation too will be a really interesting file to watch um, politically because. Um, It's not entirely clear what they're talking about when they talk about innovation and super clusters. Mm -hmm. Critics will say this is kind of, you know, 1970s industrial policy, or they'll call it crony capitalism. And when you've got a conservative leadership candidate like Maxime Bernier, he would be the complete opposite of that, arguing the government should not be kind of picking winners and losers and rewarding companies. So right. This is the government, you know, Justin Trudeau and then days after the budget, he loves going to these high-tech companies where he gets to play with a robot arm and mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. And, and, you know, this is a big priority for him. He wants to reward those uh, companies that need venture capital and and uh, and be involved in that. But there's, it's still an open question as to whether that's the right thing for the government to be doing. And also with these things, it's it's really hard after the fact to know whether the government made a difference. You know, like Would would these companies that get the government money have succeeded without the government money or not? It's it's always really hard to uh,
0: untangle that. Absolutely. Bill, great to have you back on the show. We appreciate very much you're taking the time to be with us again this week with a a bit of a budget post-mortem. Vancouver's News, Vancouver's Talk. This is News Talk 980 CKNW.